Section 37 of Egypt, Africa, and Arabia. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sonia as the narrator. Thomas Peter as Dolabella. Monica as Charmian. Sandra Schmidt as Cleopatra. Eva Davis as Iris. Roger Moline as Guardsman. Nemo as the clown philip gould as the first guard larry wilson as the second guard and alan mapstone as caesar the world story volume three egypt africa and arabia edited by eva march tappan section thirty seven the death of cleopatra thirty b c by william shakespeare where is the queen Behold, sir. Exit. Dolabella? Madam, as thereto sworn by your command, which my love makes religion to obey, I tell you this. Caesar through Syria intends his journey, and within three days you with your children will be sent before. Make your best use of this. I have performed your pleasure and my promise. Dolabella, I shall remain your debtor. Ah, your servant. Adieu, good queen. I must attend on Caesar. Farewell, and thanks. Exit Dolabella. Now, Iras, what thinkst thou? Thou, an Egyptian puppet, shalt be shown in Rome, as well as I. Mechanic slaves with greasy aprons, rules and hammers, shall uplift us to the view. In their thick breaths, rank of gross diet, shall we be enclouded and forced to drink their vapour the gods forbid nay tis most certain iris saucy lictors will catch at us like strumpets and scald rhymers ballad us out of tune the quick comedians extemporally will stage us and present our alexandrian revels antony shall be brought drunken forth and i shall see some squeaking cleopatra boy my greatness in the poster of a whore oh but good gods nay that's certain i'll never see it for i am sure my nails are stronger than mine eyes why that's the way to fool their preparation and to conquer their most absurd intents re-enter charmian now charmian show me my women like a queen go fetch my best attires I am again for Sidness, to meet Mark Anthony. Sarah, Iris, go. Now, noble Charmian, will dispatch indeed. And when thou hast done this chair, I'll give thee leave to play till doomsday. Bring our crown and all. Exit Iris, a noise within. Wherefore is this noise? Enter a guardsman. Here is a rural fellow that will not be denied your highness's presence. He brings you figs. Let him come in. Exit guardsman. What poor an instrument may do a noble deed? He brings me liberty. My resolution's placed, and I have nothing of woman in me. Now from head to foot I am marble constant. Now the fleeting moon, no planet is of mine. Re-enter guardsman with clown, bringing in a basket. This is the man. Avoid and leave him. Exit guardsman. Hast thou the pretty worm of Nilus there, 
that kills and pains not? Truly I have him, but I would not be the party that should desire you to touch him, for his biting is immortal. Those that do die of it do seldom or never recover. Rememberst thou any that have died on it? Very many, men and women too. I heard of one of them no longer than yesterday, a very honest woman, but something given to lie, as a woman should not do. But, in the way of honesty, how she died of the biting of it, what pain she felt, truly, she makes a very good report of the worm. But he that will believe all that they say, shall never be saved by half that they do. But this is most fallible. The worm's an odd worm. Get thee hence, farewell. I wish you all joy of the worm. Setting down his basket. Farewell. You must think this, look you, that the worm will do his kind. Ay, ay, farewell. Look you, the worm is not to be trusted, but in the keeping of wise people, for indeed there is no goodness in the worm. Take down no care, it shall be heeded. Very good. Give it nothing, I pray you, for it is not worth the feeding. Will it eat me? You must not think I am so simple, but I know the devil himself will not eat a woman. I know that a woman is a dish for the gods, if the devil dress her not. But truly, these same horse-sun devils do the gods great harm in their women, for in every ten that they make, the devils mar five. Well, get thee gone. Farewell. Yes, forsooth. I wish you joy of the worm. Exit. Re-enter Iris with a robe, crown, etc. Give me my robe. Put on my crown. I have immortal longings in me. Now no more the juice of Egypt's grape shall moist this lip. Yeah, yeah, good Iris, quick. Methinks I hear Anthony call. I see him rouse himself to praise my noble act. I hear him mock the luck of Caesar, which the gods give men to excuse their afterwrath. Husband, I come. Now to that name, my courage prove my title. I am fire and air. My other elements I give to baser life. So have you done? Come then, and take the last warmth of my lips. Farewell, kind Charmian. Iris, long farewell. Kisses them. Iris falls and dies. Have I the aspic on my lips? Dost fall? If thou and nature can so gently part, the stroke of death is as a lover's pinch, which hurts and is desired. Dost thou lie still? If thus thou vanishest, thou tellst the world it is not worth leave-taking. Dissolve thick cloud and rain, that I may say the gods themselves do weep. This proves me base. If she first meet the curled Antony, he'll make demand of her and spend that kiss which is my heaven to have. To an asp which she applies to her breast. Come, thou mortal wretch, with thy sharp teeth, this knot intrinsicate of life at once untie. Poor venomous fool, be angry and dispatch. Oh, couldst thou speak, that I might hear thee call great Caesar, as unpolicied. Oh, eastern star! Peace, peace, dost thou not see my baby at my breast, 
that sucks the nurse asleep. Oh, break! Oh, break! As sweet as balm, as soft as air, as gentle... Oh, Anthony, nay, I will take thee too. Applying another asp to her arm. What should I stay? Dies. In this vile world, so fare thee well. Now boast thee death in thy position lies a less unparalleled. Downy windows close, and golden Phoebus never be beheld of eyes again so royal. Your crowns awry, I'll mend it, and then play. Enter the guard, rushing in. Where is the queen? Speak softly, wake her not. Caesar hath sent. Too slow a messenger. Applies an asp. Oh, come apace, dispatch. I partly feel thee. Approach, ho. All's not well. Caesar's beguiled. There's Dolabella sent from Caesar. Call him. What work is here? Charmian, is this well done? It is well done, and fitting for a princess descended of so many royal kings. Ah, soldier! Dies. Re-enter Dolabella. How goes it here? All dead. Caesar, thy thoughts touch their effects in this. Thyself art coming to see perform the dreaded act which thou so sought'st to hinder. Within. Away there, away for Caesar. Re-enter Caesar and all his train, marching. O oh, sir, you are too sure an augurer. That you did fear is done. Bravest at the last, she levelled our purposes, and, being royal, took her own way. The manner of their deaths. I do not see them bleed. Who was the last with them? A simple countryman that brought her figs. This was his basket. Poisoned, then. O Caesar, this Charmian lived but now. She stood and spake. I found her trimming up the diadem on her dead mistress. Tremblingly she stood, and on the sudden dropped. Oh, noble weakness! If they had swallowed poison, twould appear by external swelling. But she looks like sleep, as she would catch another Antony in her strong toil of grace. Here on her breast there is a vent of blood and something blown. The like is on her arm. This is an aspect's trail. And these fig leaves have slime upon them, such as the aspic leaves upon the caves of Nile. Most probable that so she died. For her physician tells me she hath pursued conclusions infinite of easy ways to die. Take up her bed and bear her women from the monument. She shall be buried by her Antony. No grave upon the earth shall clip in it a pair so famous. High events as these strike those that make them, and their story is no less in pity 
than his glory which brought them to be lamented our army shall in solemn show attend this funeral and then to rome come dolabella see high order in this great solemnity Exeunt. end of section thirty seven this recording is in the public domain